What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Corey Cast. This episode, I got to sit down and talk to Nick Sanford, who is the owner of Toss and Fire Pizza in North Syracuse. It was really cool sitting down and talking to him because you really got a sense of how genuine and passionate he is about his business, about pizza, about food trucks, and about the city of Syracuse. It was really cool hearing him talk about the food truck laws and how they're affecting him in the business. And he seems to have a major, major role in the food truck scene here in Syracuse. So much so that he is the uh, the founder of the Food Truck Association here. So Nick's doing a lot of cool things between that, running a really successful restaurant, and uh, a lot of people that I told that I was speaking to Nick all had the same few things to say about him. That Nick was a very kind person, he's a great boss to work for, and he's very genuine in his character. And that really showed through on the conversation. Oh, and people also said that he can make a hell of a pizza, but I feel like that goes without being said, right? Uh, so, without any further ado, here is my friend, Nick Sanford. hand talker so like we were i'm watching this video of me talking and i'm like da, da, da. yeah are you italian i mean a little bit like, yeah. like a quarter italian but like portuguese people are like that too yeah like i start when i when i'm like trying to explain something i start yeah just move my hands i don't even think about it yeah, yeah it just right. happens it just we, happens we did a time warner interview for the food truck thing too yeah and they came and i watched the video and i'm literally like <laughs> It looked like you're a helicopter, yeah, like you're about to take off. Well, that's cool. I noticed it. I don't know who else noticed it. Yeah, right. But. No, it just means that you got passion when you talk. That's, that's all. That's it, you just right? put some emotion. Yeah. Uh, so, Nick, you opened up uh, Toss and Fire how long ago? Uh, so the trucks, we the first truck trailer we opened, it'll be five years in April. Um, the restaurant has been here for three and a half years. Okay, yeah. that's cool. So what, what made you want to open up? A pizza place because you were working Panera before, right? Yep. So I was a manager with Panera. Uh, I transferred up here with Panera, and we bought a house and moved to the area and all, and all that kind of stuff, right? So um, I just really liked like the we're, we're up in Brewerton. I really liked that like lake area yeah. and like just I don't know, it's a cool cool vibe. And, yeah. Like like the area. I just come up here and visit because my wife has family here. Yeah. Um. So transferred with Panera. Really liked Panera when I lived in Connecticut. Really didn't like Panera as much when I yeah. moved to New York. Yeah, right. right. Uh, and kind of was like, was like, man, I, I wonder if I could like, what if I could do my own thing, right? So, I started to when I lived in Connecticut. Pizza trucks were like a huge thing. They were everywhere. Really, like everywhere. Oh, what part of Connecticut did you live in? Milford, New Haven ish okay. area. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I lived in Milford. It was like on the coast, the coast of Connecticut. Oh, that's cool. Um, and we had like all these famous pizzerias in New Haven, yeah. and but then like everybody had a pizza truck. Like it was, it was this huge trend that probably started in Connecticut like 15 years ago at this yeah. at this point because we've been around for five. Was it like every pizza shop had its own? So food like truck? a lot of pizza shops, like they would they wouldn't even do wood fire pizza in their pizza shop, but it they would, would have a, a wood fire oven in a truck and do catering. Right, and they would just make like a very similar 
So you could like take a wood fire oven and like keep it at a really low temp and it would cook just like a gas oven. Oh, that's cool. So that's what a lot of those places did. Right. But they had the cool like, you know, it was still a wood fire oven and they would go yeah. and cater and grad parties and weddings and all this kind of stuff. So like I used to go yeah. to parties where they were at. There was a farmer's market like walking distance from my house where there was a pizza truck every week. Oh, wow. It was just like a like a regular thing yeah. that I thought was everywhere, right? Right. I wasn't, like I never looked into it. I just thought like, because I lived there, I was like, oh, like, yeah. It happens this, everywhere. This is what we have, yeah. you know? So like pizza trucks were like way more dominant than like food trucks in general. Like, we right, had, right. We had a lot of taco trucks and stuff like that. We basically had taco trucks and pizza trucks. Mm-hmm. And that was like the scene of food trucks. Yeah. There. So anyway, I moved up here. And I was working for Panera, and I kind of, I don't even know how the original thought, like, came to me, but somehow I was like, there's no pizza trucks in Syracuse, like. Yeah, right, there was nothing. Maybe I was looking for one, because I was, like, used to having them. I I really don't remember how, like, I just know that that information kind of came. I was like, there's not a pizza truck. Why is nobody doing this? Right. So I was like, well, I mean, that could be, like, a side job. Like, I could, I could, like, work at Panera and, like, start a pizza truck and see what happens and, like. You know, did you do that for a while? For like a month. Oh, and right. Then yeah. yeah. So we did it. The thing is, we we did it. We bought the trailer, and like, I you know I know a lot of things about the rest. I knew things about the restaurant business. I thought I knew things about the restaurant business. Yeah. I never started a business. It was like such like a un, like a un- was that wicked scary for you? Insane. Yeah. yeah. And we like our first daughter was on the way. It was oh, just, man. yeah. So it was crazy. It was like you needed the perfect storm to kind of work everything yeah. out. And or, you know, I was going to have to get a new job, basically. Yeah, and, right. and luckily, when I left Panera, the district manager was like, Nick, if you want to come back, if this doesn't work out, you know, yeah. we'd, we'd love to have you back. So I kind of, like, had that in my back pocket, even yeah. though I was like, I don't want to go back. Like, I don't want to <laughs> have to do that. Like, I don't want to yeah. go with my tail between my legs. And be like, yeah, I right. failed. Okay, can I, can yeah. I come back? But um, so I researched trailers. I spent about a year... Um, and research trailers. I was like trying out recipes. I was making dough at home and cooking on this little like grill top thing that emulated yeah. a wood fire oven. But I it, feel like there's got to be so many like there's so much planning involved, especially there, with a restaurant. There is, yeah. So I mean, the restaurant came later. Yeah. So the truck was like my main focus at first. Right, we did two whole seasons with the truck before we before we step foot in this place oh I didn't even know that so it was a year and a half but like it was two full food truck seasons yeah so by the end of the second food truck season that's when this place came along uh, we found it we were looking for like a commissary kitchen mm-hmm. uh, we weren't even looking to open a restaurant we were looking for a commissary kitchen to be able to like make our dough and toppings and that just means like a an open kitchen just where a anybody kitchen for me to rest basically oh, okay. right so right. I was sharing space with the Recess Coffee guys. They have, like, a, a warehouse, like, headquarters out in uh, East Syracuse. Oh, well, I didn't know that. That's yeah, so cool. we used to rent space from them, and, like, we would make our dough there, cook our bacon, make salt potatoes. Like, you yeah. have to have a commercial kitchen that you work out of. Right. So I wanted my own space. I wanted to have, you know, we were operating two trucks at that point. Like, we had gotten our second trailer. How or, many do you have right now? We have three now. Three, okay. We have two trailers and a food truck. Nice. Um so we wanted our own space. We wanted to be able to, to kind of do what you want. Yeah, yeah. So I used to drive by this place, <clears throat> and I would be like, I would see it was open for lunch one day, and then it was closed at dinner, and then it wasn't open one day, and then it was open at dinner but closed at lunch. And I'm, yeah. I'm like, what? Like, what's going on over here? Yeah. So I, I had a guy that I met doing food truck events who was a, like a consultant for restaurants, and right. I and I called him and I was like, Mark, you know anything about this this location? He's like, let me make a call. He called. He like, 
got in touch with the landlord, and then he was like, do you want it? Who was Mark? Mark Cordon? Mark Cordon, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. He's, a, he's a friend of mine. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, 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 yeah he's yeah. a good dude. He's yep. a great guy. So I met him at a farmer's market like, years ago. Whoa. And he gave me his card, and he was like, if you're ever looking to get into the restaurant business, let me know. That's if cool. you're ever looking to get into brick and mortar business, let I'll me know. I'll tell you, there's nobody yeah. better than, than him and his good brokers. There are yeah. great people there. So... He ended up getting in touch with the landlord. We set up a meeting, came here, looked at the space, yeah. and then all of a sudden I, I had a restaurant. Yeah, well, you know yeah. what? I don't know if Anna ever told you, but this was always, like, iconically, like, always a Chinese restaurant yep. and a pizza place. Yep. And nothing would last for a year. Yeah. Everything was just, like, yep. it would open up, and then you would drive by, and you're like, that wasn't the name of the pizza place before. It was a Hawaiian before. barbecue place, and it was, a, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was so crazy. It was, well, this is, like, the first time something's really like taken off in this space yeah, for sure. and i think it's a really good a good spot yeah i do kudos, too. kudos to you to open it up too like right across from yeah, tough yeah. competition yeah you know for sure i mean it's that was the biggest thing when we opened that everyone's like how are you opening up across from them and i was like it's a completely different style of pizza yeah like, this different. is the person who's going to get my pizza and going to get their pizza are completely different people yeah and right. there's not to say there's not crossover because there is there's yeah. people who just love pizza and they're yeah. like yeah i'll eat any kind of pizza yeah i'm one of those people I'm one of those like people i'm too. like give me you know <laughs> Give me most kinds of if pizza. If it has bread, sauce, and cheese, I'm yeah. gonna eat it. So, you know, I got a lot of that when I when I was start when I started, and I was like, all right, like calm down, like it's you know. It's, well, that's I feel like whenever you do something big like that, yeah. people that's the first thing people want to say is yeah. they just want to kind of give you all the oh well you know Nick this could fail because yeah. this or yeah. or even when I got into real estate people were like oh that's a really tricky business you yeah. could fa-. so everybody's everybody's like that yeah that's just and I always say yeah don't read the Syracuse.com comments I've come, <laughs> yeah. I've come to realize that over the years so that we, there was an article put out that said uh, wood-fired pizza truck to open brick and mortar in North Syracuse there had to be a hundred comments that were like they're gonna close in a month being across oh, the street they're gonna do this. And I'm like, oh, okay, all right, all right, relax. Yeah. So that was that was a little a little disheartening yeah. to say the least. But right. whatever, we proved them wrong. So yeah, that's it, cool. It's all good. Um, and yeah, it worked out because you guys are you guys because this restaurant was cut in half, so you guys got the whole the whole space. Yes, yeah, so we have the whole space now. We used to only have one side. We didn't really have seating. It was mostly a takeout, and it was a production kitchen for the food trucks. Like yeah, that was and I so we were able to do next door very cheaply. Like we came in and all I really had to do was paint and put in a wood fire oven like everything uh, else was here okay so the restaurant came with a walk-in cooler a dough mixer a, a gas oven that's used for like New York style pizza and all that stuff right the landlord owns all that so he said you know this is all yours with the lease uh, I was like okay cool so you lease the place yeah okay yeah. cool so so we did that and then this other side became available and we were like well I mean I, I think a dining room is like the next a dining room with craft beer is like the next logical step right yeah like we can become a place that people go and have dinner at yeah you know or lunch and dinner at and that was kind of how and it kind of just clicked from there yeah that's that's how it all, all kind of cool. came apart this yep. was a much bigger endeavor than next door was yeah because we had to remodel everything and and flooring and tables and chairs and booths you had to and, figure everything out and, like, and plan yeah, everything yeah so it was it was a lot more uh it was a lot more involved yeah and what kind of like everyday prep because i know you have to like get in here you have to get everything situated yeah. and i don't come from a food world so I'm, i don't know what that looks like so what's a normal day yeah so i mean every day is things like dough making dough we have like a like a like a fermentation process with the dough where from the day you make the dough to the time you're using it is generally 72 hours. Uh, so, like, you make the dough, it cold ferments, you uh, 
ball and roll the dough, and then it goes back in the fridge to rest, and then you use it usually the next day. Gotcha. Um, so you make all your dough homemade then? Yeah, we make That's everything. Cool. Yeah, we make everything here. Um, pizza sauce, toppings like bacon and chicken and spinach and yeah. sausage and all these things. And we've always kind of done it that way, so nobody really knows that they could buy those. Yeah, <laughs> right. We could buy those items and not have to spend all that time yeah. prepping it. But it makes a better a better product. It's a it better makes, quality. Pizza. makes a better quality pizza that people notice the difference. They notice yeah. when you're using real mushrooms and not canning mushrooms, buying canned yeah. mushrooms. And they, they notice when you're cooking bacon and not buying pre-cooked crumble bacon yeah. that everybody else is using. Because it does. It has a totally different taste yeah. to it. Um, so we take we take the time we put in that effort and, and I you know I think that I think that it goes a long way uh, that you taste it in the product. Oh yeah, you know? for sure. And that's that's like what everybody says about this place is that the the quality on the pizzas are are that's excellent. How here. do you, and how do you come up with all those ideas for the pizzas? Because you have like the you do seasonal pizzas and yeah. then um, you have that salt potato pizza which yeah. is phenomenal. Thank you. Um, what other ones do you have like the chicken and waffle? Yeah, pizza. I mean we had so we have so many kinds. Basically, I have like the the thought process that like anything can go on pizza. Yeah, that like it's there's nothing that like you could make any kind of sandwich basically, yeah. right? You could make any kind of pizza. Yeah, right. So we do, you know, we try to be unique. Like you're gonna get pizzas here that you literally are not gonna get anywhere else. Yeah, like you're you're gonna see pizzas here that you're never gonna see at other places. Nobody it, has a salt potato pizza. No, we're the only, as far as I know, and we're the, at least the original one. And there might yeah. be some other ones now, but we came up with the salt potato pizza now almost five years ago, and and that was like that's like our signature item. That's yeah. what people people think of Toss and Fire. They think of salt potato pizza. Like it, it, right. they think of salt potato pizza. They think of Toss and Fire. So. Yeah. And how do you how do you come up with those ideas? Is it just, just like try just try stuff out. and yeah? Who's the guinea pig? Is your wife All and you? Us. Oh, everybody. <laughs> everybody yeah. 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 Originally, it was it was usually it was just me at my house making them and, and my wife or we'd have some friends over we used to have pizza nights mm-hmm. and I would make like I said I made those pizzas on the grill top thing yeah and so I was testing out dough like I we created the cheeky monkey pizza back then oh. because I bought cheeky monkey sauce to like try at home and I yeah. loved it and I was like this Here needs to go on pizza like, <laughs> yeah. yeah it makes sense so we um a lot of like the original creations, the, our big three of the like original pies were the cheeky monkey, the salt potato, and the fig and pig, and those are the three that we came up with in my kitchen at home. Wow, that's like, cool. Before we had opened the truck. Wow. Um, and then as the years, like you know, we we tried new things, and like for the fair last year, we did those the fair five, and like mm-hmm. came up with five pies we had never made before, and and is that something you're gonna them. do every year? That's the plan, man. It was it was really successful, and. You know, I want people to be able to get something unique and fun at the fair, and I, yeah. they go to the fair for that kind of stuff. You know, production's got to so, ramp up around here too, around the fair season. It gets pretty crazy. I mean, the whole summer is kind of crazy. Because, That's what I was going to ask yeah. if you have like a crazy season. Yeah, so because we're doing like weddings and graduations and concerts and and all kinds of different things, so we're from like May until the fair ends mm-hmm. is just like madness and right. nobody knows what we're doing. We don't never know what we're yeah. doing. We're going crazy. But. Do you have like uh, standards for how much in a day you need dough produced? Or? It just depends. So for the restaurant, we have our numbers that we know, okay, we need to make this much for during the week and then this much for the weekend. And yeah. it's, it's relatively easy here to do it because it's such a smaller scale than trying to do this plus multiple trucks right and like some of the events we do trucks with are like okay we need to have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dough balls for this one day and, and, but like, you, and it's tough you too because you you don't know like you don't know what the turnout's gonna yeah, be yeah so i 
for now because we've been doing it for a couple of years, I can usually I can book an event and I can tell you I can give you a range of what we're gonna do. Yeah. Because I know I get as many of the factors as possible, and then I look at like the changing factors like weather and and all that kind of stuff. Oh, and gotcha. I, I'm I'm pretty good at it now. I mean, there's I definitely I get surprises like. I'll send a crew to an event and be like, yeah, it should be about 100 pizzas. And they're like, Nick, we sold 200 pizzas. And I'm like, oh, oh, crap. Oh, man. Yeah, <laughs> cool. Yeah, right. <laughs> but, like, they weren't, you know, they weren't stocked for that because we'll we'll stock the trucks for what we think we're going to do within right. reason plus done some extra. Yeah. But, and what's, like, the big difference when you're doing a food truck versus running the restaurant? Is it just obviously smaller quarters, yeah. uh, smaller menu? Yeah, so limited menu. Uh, we usually have no more than like eight to ten pizza options. Um, and then it's just it's just tiny. It's a tiny area, right? So we because we started that way, I think that it, it's easy for us to like, we know how to do it now. We know how many people it takes. We know, you know, how much setup time and breakdown time and cleanup time and, and all the right. things that are kind of involved in it. So, um, you know, as we as we do it, we get better and learn and change things and fix things and, yeah. and all that kind of stuff. So in the restaurant, you have to get here early to warm up the the stove, right? So what do you do for the food truck when you get to an event? Do you have to get we'll there like an hour and a half? We'll preheat it here, Whoa. or we'll preheat it wherever wherever we're like prepping the truck. We'll be usually prepping the truck here, um, so that we can show up and and you know maybe need 30 45 minutes to finish uh, preheating okay. it yeah um sometimes we get to events a couple hours before and then we'll do the whole preheat process there yeah. it just depends what we're doing like at the fair obviously the truck's parked there so right. we, we just do it every morning but because we're using it every day it only needs about 45 minutes so okay. it's, it's not too bad man i don't um, i couldn't imagine like trying to plan all this stuff and figure it out at first so it was all this like really yeah. trial and error it was yeah i mean it, it's still trial and error you know it's yeah. it's we definitely have our things that we you know we've learned and we know that they work and and all that kind of stuff it's there's a lot of of planning and prep work that goes into especially a food truck thing because you're mobile yeah. you're you're basically resetting up a kitchen every time you go somewhere right, right. so like you can't have hanging ladles and things like that because they'll fall when you're in transit. Yeah, right. So you have to, like, have things in containers, and then you have to take those things out and set up a line. And, like, gotcha. you know, you have to, like, strap everything down because they'll fall over. Yeah, right. I've had that happen. I was just thinking yeah. also preheating an oven and yeah. then driving with a hot oven. It's not It's not that bad. They're, they're really oh, well okay. insulated. So, oh, like, okay. you don't sense. even, you don't even, like. Yeah, because you want to keep all that heat in as much no, as possible. Yeah, right? you don't even feel anything. Like, when you're in the food truck, you don't even feel, because literally. The oven is behind the seat. Uh, Whoever wants something, there's a wall there, but yeah. it's behind the wall that's behind the seat. Yeah. And like you don't even feel any heat from it. Like it's when it's cold outside, it's freezing in that truck. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, now, because it's a wood fire pizza, do you have like a select type of wood? Because I know there's mixed l- hardwoods. Okay. So they basically have to be seasoned hardwoods. Is it's not like when you're doing barbecue and stuff, you're cooking at a lower temperature, so you're getting a lot of that wood flavor in your in your product. Yeah. Where pizza, because you're cooking at such a higher temperature, mm-hmm. cooking at like a thousand degrees, it's a ninety second bake time. Like you're getting a little bit of the smokiness from the wood, but and and the char and stuff from the wood, but you're not getting like you're not gonna taste it and taste wood. Like you yeah. literally, if you eat barbecue, you could taste like it. You can taste like right. a hickory or yeah. different different stuff like that. Yeah, I have a pellet uh, grill, mm-hmm. and it has like the different kinds of the pellets, like you either hickory or apple yeah. wood or whatever. Yeah. So I was interested. I was like trying to think of what kind of wood. Where do you get the wood from? Like, do you have a? Yeah, we just have a we have a guy who like he cuts it for us and then he Whoa. stores it. 
and dries it out and then delivers it to us and stacks it. So we've got wow. a pretty good deal with it because wow. we used to cut our own, we used to, to split our own wood, we used to stack our own wood. Where were you getting all the wood then, from? Uh, just different wood supplier, firewood suppliers, <laughs> yeah. Oh my and then, gosh. like, we would get stuff and we'd be like, okay, you know, we need it to be whatever size. We need them to be, like, this size, right? And they'd be like... Like, all right, yeah, no problem. And then they would drop it off, and it would be like huge. And I'm like, well, I have to split that now, which defeats the purpose of me, right. of me telling you I Were need you doing a certain it by hand? size. I, I had a splitter. I, I bought a splitter oh, for a so couple hundred convenient. bucks, and it, it still took forever, though. Literally, yeah. we would spend hours and hours splitting wood. Like it was, right. it was just nuts. Splitting more wood than cooking pizzas. Yeah, yeah, it just you know. So at some point, like the prep can only be so much like we right. have to you know we have to figure out a better way to do it so we, we did we finally found somebody who got it to the right size and will deliver it and stack it for us so we're not we used to get big piles dropped off and then we're spending <laughs> hours stacking wood yeah and like these guys like they literally do this so they're like okay fill up. they would they would fill up a wheelbarrow boom stack it they'd be done in like 45 minutes yeah and i'm like it would take my guys five hours to do this right like but they're guys who literally are dealing this with is what they do all day. the time yeah yeah they got a system down for yeah. it so is it just you that like started this business or did you have a, a business partner to venture no. with no so it was just me i started it uh wow that's so I cool took i so i basically started an llc i uh applied for a business credit card used that business credit card to buy a, a trailer yeah and hoped that i didn't go broke <laughs> like it was pretty much it i literally yeah. i had no like i had no funds to do right. it like i was like all right i'm just gonna like well i think a lot of local businesses are like that right when they happens. start out yeah it's like they don't really have much and they yeah. kind of just have an idea in their head and yeah. they're like god i'm gonna roll the dice and hope it works out yeah i mean it was so you know if anyone you talk to will tell you never to do it that way. Like, don't don't get a credit card and put your business on a credit card because yeah. you like we. I got zero so percent interest for like six months or something, and then yeah. at that point you're paying whatever you're paying fifteen seventeen percent. That's so crazy. Yeah. So I was like, well, I'm just gonna see what happens, and and like luckily by the following year we were able to pay the truck off, and it was you know oh, it was okay. a the truck I got the trailer that I got originally was like one of the cheaper models that we could get like it yeah. was you know it's great and i love it so how did it. you find one for sale but, uh they're for sale all over the country uh where did you buy this one uh, out of texas this company called breadstone Whoa. ovens yeah Holy so cow. they they like designed it and fabricated it and put the oven on it and then so we we helped them like design how we wanted it yeah and then shipped it to us actually on a so on this like flatbed like 18 wheeler yeah and they met me over at the panera parking lot over here <laughs> as you I'm were still working, working there yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they lower the trailer i never towed a trailer in my life oh my goodness so i, I had a neighbor a friend of mine tj who has towed uh, like rvs forever and like he's just he drive he works for ups he's used to it and he, like so he's used to these big these big things in towing he went with me and he was like all right i'm gonna teach you how to tow this trailer oh my god he sat in the passenger seat and i i drove like shaking and like i'm shaking just you telling me it was i mean it was literally i'm in brewerton it was a it was a nine minute ride (laughs) to back to my house yeah but like i had never done it before and i'm like i'm starting this business i've never towed i don't know like i i I had a pizza experience from when I was a kid. I worked in a pizza shop. It was my first job. Yeah. But I never worked with a wood fire oven. I like Wow. Yeah, so everything was like a learning experience. Everything was I'm I'm gonna How did you I'm learn how to research this and I'm gonna just, oh, you just, just research it. it. We researched it and then we did it. And then I trained people who had never done it. Oh my god. 
That's not crazy. having done it myself. Yeah. And, you know, um, so it's a lot of trial and error. Wow, that's so yeah. ballsy. That's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. like you It didn't feel like it was at the time. I mean, it, like it felt like I was nervous and all that kind of stuff. But like it was a small investment for what we were starting. Yeah. We just never kind of saw. Like I never was like, okay, you know, in five I years. I can't wait to gonna, open a restaurant. We're going to have a restaurant and three trucks and be mm-hmm. doing, you know, 40 weddings in a year. Like it's just, I never even. 40 weddings. It's just, yeah, it's insane. Yeah. What's What's the biggest event you've done? Like you do corporate gigs too, right? We yeah, we, I mean we do pretty much anything that you would you would hire a food truck for. Mm. Um, so it just it just depends. Like yeah. we've done concerts where there's thousands of people, and you know we've that's done, gotta be cool. It's it's a lot of fun because yeah. a concert I feel like you'd be able to you'd be able to listen to you maybe do, something yeah. you like. I yeah. don't know. Yeah, I mean, no, a lot of times. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's yeah, there's both both sides of that. But <laughs> we do. Um, we teamed up with Beacon Skiff last year, and they do concerts there. And I, I literally reached out because I like ex ambassadors, and I wanted to see them. And they were playing at Beacon Skiff, so I was like, I'm gonna see if I can get my food truck into this. So I emailed them, and I was like, Hey, you know, I, I'd love to do this event. And they ended up getting back to me. And they invited us to go there, and I got to like the truck was here, and the stage was like maybe right outside where the wall oh, is basically so cool. it was so cool and yeah. like it was an it was an awesome show it was, it was they're a smaller venue they, they fit like 3,000 or something or 3,500 people oh wow um where like a place like the amphitheater fits like 20,000 people so it's yeah it's, but it's it's just a lot of fun it's how it's many cool. people do you have usually working in the food truck uh, I feel like there's got to be a certain so it limit. varies right okay. so we'll do three is like the sweet number if we're doing okay. like a normal size event and we'll go all the way up to like six but okay. what we'll do with the six is we usually will set up our cashier out front, yeah, so that they're out of the way and we can just use the truck as like a kitchen, yeah, kind of do our thing. So because with a food truck, it's such limited square footage, so there's got to yeah. be like a give and take to how many people. Yeah, it's all it's all kind of limited. All of the, like the trailers and the truck is all kind of limited limited space. But we we've kind of figured out how to utilize it. And I tell people that we don't move around; we just pivot. Like we just uh. we just kind of okay. If I'm making pizza, make the pizza, and I don't even like. I just put the pizza in. I don't like you don't really have to walk. move from my spot. I mean, maybe it's like one step, yeah. you know. So it's everybody kind of knows this is where you stand, so you're not getting hit and elbowed all day. And yeah. like, and we, we kind of we still get hit and elbowed all day, but yeah, right. It's not just, as bad as it could be. Yeah, or just because it's such a small space, you're yeah. still dealing with with people shoulder to shoulder trying sure. to figure out space. So that must have been like that had a big effect in planning the food truck like how you wanted it laid out and everything yeah so the the food truck that we brought a food truck like an actual food truck last year right so it was the first season we had it so i laid that food truck out knowing that i had been doing these events in a trailer like the enclosed trailer is like a smaller version of that and i was like well this doesn't work for <laughs> for certain things like, yeah. so how can i fix that so we we designed it in hopes to kind of fix that which i think it did you know, it's, it's much bigger than what we're used to working in. So it's it's still, even though it's tight, it's a tight area, it's still, like, a lot of space for us mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yeah. Um, still bigger than, like, do you have a certain trailer that's bigger than the other? or you, Yeah, the three, food right? truck is the biggest it's one. It's the biggest one. Yeah. And then the we have an enclosed trailer. It's kind of like the smallest space to work with because our original trailer, we set up a tent in front of it. So you get a whole 10 by 10 tent. Oh. So, like, that's a ton of space. Yeah. Um compared to the inside of a truck oh okay gotcha um but yeah so we use that one for mostly catering the little the little one mm-hmm. is for mostly catering because we'll set up like a buffet table and they get to see the whole kind of process happening oh right in front of that them. stuff yep oh that's cool that's yep. sweet and then you were telling me earlier there's something going on 
in Syracuse with a food truck, right? You're the, did you say you're the president of the Food Truck Association? The, yep, so I'm the president of the Syracuse Food Truck Association. Uh, we started, I actually started the Food Truck Association before I even had a food truck. Uh, so a group of trucks who had been in business for like a year or two in Syracuse were kind of running into issues with dealing with the city, right? So the city years ago had, it was $1,500, you got one spot, and that was your spot, you couldn't move, there was, you know, it's just awful. Like it was, yeah. a, it was a joke, right? Yeah. So no trucks were. They doing would put this. you in a certain like corner. Yeah, they basically leave. would give you a crappy spot and then tell you it was worth fifteen hundred dollars, which it never was. And that's for and, the permit. Yeah, so that was for the permit. Is for it a one-day permit? It's oh, a one-year permit, yeah, okay. or one season or whatever, right? So you would pay fifteen hundred dollars, you would get these spots, and then trucks would go to these spots, and people would park in the spaces even though at the time they actually had them labeled that this is food truck parking yeah. you can be towed you know from this time to this time they would go there people would be in their spaces mm-hmm. they would go there and it just it just didn't work it was you know the spot Very not clunky. being good you can't move and you already paid $1,500 for the year and you're done yeah so last year uh, Councilor Michael Green said like these laws need to be changed like this is this is ridiculous like $1,500 is not enough for a spot. You should be able to move to any of the designated spaces, right? To yeah. see what works for you. And, you know, so so they did. They changed the laws. They made it 1500 to 500 which is a much better price. And did they have you come in and, like, to help them figure yeah, out so those Yeah, so our rules? group actually sat down with the counselor and some members from the Syracuse city government and Whoa. gave our feedback. You know, this is what... This, they, they In the past, they had one food truck by a permit. One food truck in the entire... Syracuse market there's 50 plus food trucks in this area so how that's so crazy to me because they were they were you know they weren't saying hey we're anti-food truck but they weren't doing anything to help to help promote they were basically like they would they would just like stay back right so so it was it was a good thing right they changed the laws they said we're going to give you blocks instead of spaces so you can park at this block and this block and this block we ran into the exact same issue though it's not police there's no signage uh, so like I can buy a five hundred dollar permit, and then but somebody I, Joe Schmo is parked. In I can't the spot. go park there yeah. unless I, I'm going to get there at four or five in the morning, and I'm going to yeah, hold the spot, happening. which is not. It just doesn't make sense. Yeah. Right? It doesn't make sense for a business to have to do that. Yeah. So, um, a whole issue happened though. There was a, se- a whole separate thing from this. Uh, the food truck association rents Water Street on Clinton Square, and we put together a food truck rodeo. We had six trucks there. We closed down Water Street and put these trucks there and it was a huge success it was great people loved it we were getting hundreds of people down there every week they were loving that there were different options and people who like wouldn't buy lunch normally were going to the food trucks they were brown baggers they were meeting family or friends that worked downtown to to go to the food truck how many days a week was it one wednesday uh, for 21 weeks a year 20 21 weeks a year um so once a week for for the summer basically uh what ended up happening is the downtown committee of Syracuse and some local area restaurants started to like complain and pressure the city and say that the food truck rodeo was killing their business. So somehow four hours a week for 21 days was destroying brick and mortar locations businesses. Interesting. Which, you know, I mean, I own a brick and mortar. 21 weeks. Yeah. Yeah. One, one day a week. Four hours a day. For four hours. Or three hours. Is it three hours? I think it's three. It was three hours. Three right? hours. So it was, it was 60 hours a year, right? Yeah. So uh, 
was destroying their business and that it needed to be it needed to be stopped or, or reduced or you know something right so we reapplied for our permit and went through the whole process we wrote a check to the city of Syracuse for five thousand dollars which is what shuts down the street for 21 weeks like it's super expensive wow yeah so and do, do all these food trucks like pool their money together yeah, so, or is it toss and fire so no 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 it's so it's the food trucks that are in our group that are paying for it uh, through their dues and then they pay we basically charge the trucks to be there like 50 bucks when they come uh, and then that pays for it each week we oh, okay. some of it for advertising and some for the for the permit that but seems we, like pretty reasonable yeah, that doesn't seem outrageous. So we put, but we put the money out first to do it because we had to pay for it for the whole entire year. Yeah. So that's fine. That's what we did last year. We did it this year. We get a call that says, "Nick, we'd like to talk to you about the food truck laws in Syracuse and how we can improve them." So we go down, we sit down, and and that, how many people is it? So it's you and how many other people? We on have board? twenty-four members. Was all twenty-four members there? No. So uh, it was the the board members. So there oh, was okay. like five or six of us. Oh, okay. Um, so we went, we sat down with them, and they said, we want to cut the frequency of Clinton Square. And we were like, why? What's the difference between our event? We're renting a street. We're, we're not, this has nothing to do with the food truck laws. Yeah. This is, we're renting a street and putting on an event the same way Taste of Syracuse, the same way the downtown committee who's opposing it does a farmer's market, which has food trucks at, I'm one of them, oh. on Tuesdays. That's weird. They're opposing our event on Wednesdays, but their event with four to six food vendors is not a problem. Huh. Like, it's just it's just crazy. Yeah. So, and like I said that to him, I was like, what makes our event any different from these events? Why do the food truck laws, you know, affect this? And they don't affect anything else. Yeah. And they don't affect the Taste of Syracuse. They don't affect <clears throat> the Farmer's Market. They don't affect the Blues Festival. But, I mean, there's literally a festival every weekend, basically. Yeah, especially in the summertime. Yeah. There's always something going on so, there. Which is a great thing. It's a great thing for the city. It's not yeah. like, these aren't bad things. Yeah. But they're they're looking at it as business kill. Uh, this food truck rodeo on a Wednesday afternoon is a business killer, but a Farmer's Market on a Tuesday afternoon with cool. food trucks, that's no cool. problem. Yeah. And I like, I'm like, well... You know, to be honest, it's a little hypocritical. Yeah. It's exactly what I said to the guy. Wow. <laughs> like, it's a little hypocritical. Yeah. Well, you because you like, were also there on the, you said the farmer's market on Tuesdays? I do the farmer's market. So you and, and I do four the other same trucks. business yeah. on Tuesday that I do on Wednesday. Yeah, right. So, like, it's, it's just, it's the same thing. Yeah. So, you know, I understand the city's got to listen to their brick and mortar locations, right? They need to, but at the same time, like, we're paying for a permit right. we're getting a food truck permit so that's $500 a year we're paying to close the street down it's $5,000 a year we're so all these trucks if you take our 24 members the city's getting $15,000 plus from us yeah. to put on this event and you know it's apparently not enough to yeah. you know it, it's so it's just it's just a frustrating thing we've you know the, the, con, the conversations are continuing I'm not sure what's going to happen Oh, that was going to be my next question. Like, is it resolved or... So it's not resolved. The event's supposed to start in two months, two and a half months. Um, So as of now, it's completely up in the air. Like, it might not even happen? I mean, I think that it's going to happen. I think that that there's going to be some kind of compromise. And, you know, we're probably going to have to cut down weeks. Um, And it's, you know... It's kind of a bummer because it's like uh, food truck (laughs) festivals... Is supposed to be it's fun. I don't know. Yeah. And for a, a business sake, I don't know. I kind of look at it in a position. If you can't beat them, join them. Yeah. Why not start a 
start a food truck. If and you're, a lot of them do. I mean, right. so three of our members have mobile units, and they're right next to where the food truck rodeo is. Three of them are are brick and mortar locations within two blocks of where the food truck rodeo is. Dinosaur Barbecue, Blazing Confused, Biblos all have mobile units, and they're all downtown too. And they're all right next to this event. Yeah. I know multiple business owners in the area who love the event and say it doesn't affect them. If it does affect them, it affects them positively. But it's oh, you it's know? once a week. Yeah. During lunchtime. Yep. Which I don't know. Yeah. I, as a, I don't know. I don't come from a restaurant world, so I don't think lunch is your busiest time of the day. It's usually dinner. Yeah, I mean downtown might be. It might be busy. I okay. I don't have a downtown business, yeah. so I, I couldn't tell you. Um, you know, the thing is that I I feel that we should all be able to coexist, and I feel that. I feel that bringing people downtown is good for everybody. Yeah. It's good for the brick and mortars, whether it's good for them right when we're there or it's good for them later that night or the next day or the next week, you know, or, oh, I didn't know this shop was here. You know, yeah. I got to we got to come back here. Right. You know, I mean, it's it's all benefiting downtown. It should be it should be that the downtown committee, the city of Syracuse and the Food Truck Association work together to put on a great event yeah. and make sure people know about it. And then they support that and they support the downtown business. Yeah. It shouldn't be that it's like this, this fight. Like head to head, like you know, brick and mortar versus food yeah, truck places. For sure. It's, it's just unnecessary. Do you guys have a, um, is there a food truck event where it's like just a, a weekend of all these different food, food trucks, like, 50 different food trucks yeah. in a weekend. So uh, this year we're putting on an event called Food Truck Wars. Uh, so we teamed up with Rochester. Rochester's got like their own food truck organization uh, similar to the Syracuse Food Truck Association. Did you you started the Food Truck Association? So I'm one of the founders. Yep. Yes. That is crazy. Who just does, yeah. who just ups and starts something like that? So, so we cool. I mean honestly it was like we started the group to get a food truck rodeo in Clinton Square. Oh. Said, okay. So was- we sat down and we said Hey, these laws aren't working. We want there one. We want there to be a food truck rodeo. Two, we want to make these laws better for all the food trucks. Mm-hmm. We want to make it. We want to make Syracuse a food truck friendly city, not an anti food truck city. Yeah. Uh, so we started to like to kind of band together. It was the whole idea, right? So yeah. if all these trucks are banded together, twenty four truck trucks are stronger than one truck. Yeah. Right. So one truck saying these laws are awful. We need to fix these. They're not going to care. Right. 24 trucks saying that these laws are awful we need to fix them they might reconsider it right right? so we've always kind of looked at it as we're better we're better in numbers than we are by ourselves Mm -hmm. um so and and yeah it's weird when you go to a different city there could be when uh, my wife and i we went to new orleans and there's food trucks all over the place everywhere there's food trucks and it didn't smell like there's any rhyme or reason it was just like chaos it was just everybody was everywhere yeah there's no designated spots so there's all it's it's really it's different everywhere you go this problem is definitely not new it's not just in syracuse it happens everywhere Mm -hmm. i've read articles about it happening in new jersey and Uh, massachusetts and you know it's it happens everywhere yeah it's how the city handles it and how they can make it right for both sides, right? Yeah. So the thing is, people don't like competition. That's that's what it comes, yeah. that's what it comes down to. Right. So like, if your business is isn't doing great or it's doing okay, and then you have a new competitor open up, you might be a little more bitter about it, mm-hmm. right? 
you know, I, again, I just think that people need to be able to work together and to, to, to coexist. Yeah. There, there's no reason that, like, nobody's stopping me from opening up from across the street from a pizza shop, right? Yeah. But they'll stop me from setting up my truck, you know, a thousand feet from one. It just yeah. doesn't, it just doesn't make sense. So going For back three to hours. <laughs> yeah, right, right, know. right. So going back to the, uh, the, you said it was a food truck battle? Yeah, so we're doing uh, Food Truck Wars is coming to the Great New York State Fair. So the Food Truck Association, you know, part of our mission is 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 advocating for food trucks, like like uh, teaching the public, you know, what's involved in being in a food truck. Like people people have like this mentality that food trucks are dirty and they don't get health inspections and all these kind of things. But it's just like, like a restaurant. Like they actually, we get probably ten times as many health in, health inspections on our ah. food truck than we do in a brick and mortar location. And how does that work? Do they just pop in randomly when you're doing? Yeah, event? a lot of times, like at festivals, like a lot of times, public events, you're you're guaranteed to see a health inspector. Oh, okay. Um, so I mean, no problem. Happens, I mean, it's yeah. great. It's great that they're checking. It's yeah. great that you know keeps going. But it's, up. it's it's always funny to me that people are like, oh, food trucks don't get inspections, and I'm like, I mean, they they do yeah, they a do. lot more than probably your favorite brick and mortar does. Yeah, right. Um. So the fair, the rodeo. Sorry, yep, keep like so, sidetracking you. Anyway, that's the that's one of our one of our things. But another one of our things is that we put events together, right? Mm-hmm. So we put together the Clinton Square food truck rally. We put together little smaller food truck rallies, and and we partner with like breweries and all these different things. So we in the past couple of years have done a, a big food truck festival in uh, September every year. So last year we brought it to the fair. We rented uh, a street next to Chevy Court. And a building where we put craft vendors and we had live music and and it was a, it was a smaller version of kind of what we're doing this spring right we had we just used Syracuse trucks and we had about 20 trucks um, we said we want to we want to grow this we want to take this event and do a spring version but it's spring and everybody in the spring really wants to get out to these food trucks mm-hmm. so let's team up with food trucks from another area and put together like a food truck fight you know mm-hmm. so Rochester came, so yeah so we teamed in. up with Rochester they have a group called Rochester best best trucks or best food trucks um, we teamed up with them and we're we're kind of putting on a larger scale version of what we did in the fall so in the fall we teamed up with the food bank uh, we were able to cut them a check for $3,500 after the event was over for a donation wow. we're so we're teaming up with three charities this time the food bank again Clear Path for Veterans and Helping Hounds, um, were, all great organizations. Yes, yeah, so yeah. all great local local organizations. So we're doing that. Um, we're going to have live music, but on Chevy Court stage this time. Uh, so we got Mike Powell headlining, um, all local bands. So Mike Powell and Jess Novak, uh, Just Joe, and my so-called band um, are all playing on Chevy Court all day. Uh, we're doing like a, we're gonna have like local celebrity judges oh, that are so gonna cool. like judge it, and then people there's gonna be a people's choice and a judge's choice. So it's uh, so not only is it a place to go and try a bunch of food trucks, but it's gonna be a little competition too, right? Nice. So we're gonna have like trophies for the winners. That's and, awesome. Um, but there's all kinds of things, man. There's gonna be like between seventy five and a hundred craft vendors. Wow. There's gonna be um, Jeff the Magic Man there. There's gonna be character. I can't even say it. Caricatures. Caricatures. I always yeah. feel like I'm stuttering yeah. when I say that. Caricatures. <laughs> there's going to be like a photo booth. There's going to be like like a cornhole and different like competitions. This sounds really like, fun. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. So we're going to have that whole area too. So all Chevy Court and when the is Science that? Uh, Saturday, May 30th from 11 oh, okay. to 8. Yep. Um, so yeah, there's just going to be a ton going on and, and uh, we – 
we found this like perfect weekend. It's in between Memorial Day and Taste of Syracuse, and oh, we were like, "Nice, that's a perfect time for a food truck festival. Let's do yeah, it." Right. So. Um, there will be low-cost samples from everybody, so everybody's going to have a 3 to $5 sample. Is that what you ask of people when they sign up? Yeah, like, so hey, basically, wanna... yeah, because people want to go and they want to try multiple trucks, right? So if well, that, yeah, that's how at, the taste of Syracuse yeah, is. If everything at every truck is $10, it makes it yeah. kind of hard to, to try multiple trucks unless you're with a huge group and you're all sharing right. and, and whatnot. So we, we're requiring a 3 to $5 sample. Um Say Syracuse does dollar samples, which is really rough as a vendor to try to do dollar oh, samples. To a dip, like, yeah. That's why we don't do it anymore. It's, yeah. it's just a, a nightmare. Well, the low yeah. cost, too. Just having yeah. even a $3 or $5 is yeah. way better. Because at least with $5, I feel like when I go to an event like that, I'm taking 20 bucks with me. Yeah. And if the 20 bucks runs out, then I'm like, I'm done. At least if it's yeah. 5 bucks, I'm like, four places right off the bat yeah. I can try. Done. Right, then you can vote for your favorite. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And then there's cool stuff. There's going to be like a kid zone with bounce houses, and there's going to be it's just going to be tons of stuff all day. Craft beer. And you put uh, this on with a few other people. Yeah, that sounds so, crazy. Yeah, we have a group. Uh, we have an, we actually have an event committee uh, in the group where it's it's probably about eight to ten of the food truck owners, and then we all we we take a list of everything we're doing and we kind of split it up and, and everybody works on their perspective. Yeah. Kind of things. It's a lot. Um, the thing is that. This is our off season, so like we're not like I'm personally not as busy now as I yeah. am in the summer. In the summer, like yeah. I'm a hundred hours a week going insane. Right. But now I have time to say, okay, to put this stuff together. I'm going to spend ten hours a week working on food truck wars and and you know planning and doing all that kind of stuff. Wow, yeah. what I like about it is it's all about local. It's like you are just trying to drive nothing but Syracuse yeah, business. Sure. Like that's what it is at the core of everything. Yeah. I mean, so it's it, obviously that supports me, right? Yeah. I'm a I'm a Syracuse area business. Yeah. But I'm you know, there's so many great partners that we have that are local businesses, that like it would just be foolish not to not to promote that and promote that growth and and try to try to work together and and do things like this, do things yeah. like food truck wars and and do. You know, partner with local companies that are making awesome ingredients and you know all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Well, that's that's cool, Nick. I appreciate you doing this. This is really cool. Thanks for taking the time to do this. Yeah, happy uh, to do it. Yeah, I guess that's it. Thanks for doing cool. this. Appreciate it. Yeah.